0: Welcome back to another edition of the Ballast and Skeen show here at the Wolverine.com podcast. My name's Chris Ballast with me five-time Big Ten champion, Doug Skeen. He won three in a row. This Michigan team is on the verge of winning three Big Ten championships in a row and uh, getting another ring, Skeen, and uh, what a win. I'll tell you what, this this podcast today brought to you by Louis Vuitton. Uh, I don't know if you saw... (laughs) I don't know if you saw Roman Wilson's post-game press conference yesterday, but that was just fantastic. And he's talking about uh, the Ohio State players. And, yeah, man, they look good in their Louis Vuitton and all that. So uh, this one's about Louis Vuitton man bags. Man bags. Uh, I think they're called Merces or, you know, man purses or whatever. But uh, uh, calling out their toughness. And uh, and God bless Roman Wilson, man, because, uh, boy, those guys, I'll tell you what, Ohio State, as somebody said, they really wanted – the hatred, you know, what? everybody's like, why doesn't Michigan hate us as much as we hate them? I, I think they got their wish, Skeen.
1: Well, I don't think there's any shortage of competitiveness and desire to beat those guys, and I know that goes both ways. You know, it's interesting, the the commentary, right, to, 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 to open up the discussion today, Ballas. Yesterday, we the group of friends and family that I had we were watching the game, and it's like, we, where was the chippiness? Where was the 15-yard penalty? Where was some of the fighting? And there was very little. There was a little, one little flash of it. Other than that, it was a pretty clean game from a penalty point of view as far as personal fouls go. Now now the rest we can talk about some of the officiating. Um, I think we ended up with the good side of it, ultimately, but there were a couple of questionable calls. But the, the, the venom that we've seen in some of those pregame highlights, you know, the David Boston, uh, uh, J- Charles Woodson, uh, you know, punch fest there, and all the other stuff that we've seen over the last years, there wasn't any of it. It was a tough football game, and obviously, you know, Michigan made more plays than they did. Um, but the, the 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 venom, I think, was held to the sidelines.
0: Yeah, one penalty for Ohio State. They've been averaging, I think, six a game, and that was a, an illegal formation on a punt. And uh, it is crazy when you don't get one single holding penalty. And I think Michigan got one on on defense. We're going to talk about that one here in a minute. First thing I want to talk about though is is rogue shop. Um, these guys are good friends of ours uh rogueshop.com if you have issues sleeping chronic pain have anxiety and stress which i was yesterday i was telling you skiing some of those short yardage plays uh i was in the can listening to doug carson john jansen call the play on fourth down a few times in there i'm getting too old for this stuff but uh but use promo code the wolverine and get 10 percent off your order at rogueshop.com rogueshop sells cbd thc edibles tinctures smokables bath salts, pain creams, topicals, vapes, candles, soaps, name it. Uh, these guys are the best of the best. They handcraft all their topical soaps, candles, bath salts, massage oils, and tinctures. They grow their own cannabis in their own manufacturing facility. All their products are made with their cannabis Uh, Their website has a 24-7 chat function scheme where customers can ask anything. Uh, All their edibles are custom formulated with cannabis, vitamins, and plant materials. America's number one online dispensary and health and wellness shop. A true small business. Disabled, veteran-owned, and good friends to thewolverine.com. Rogueshop.com. Use promo code thewolverine and get 10% off your order. It helped me sleep last night scheme because I could not sleep after Mm. that. I was so jacked up. But um, I wanted to talk – I asked Mason Graham about this, the one penalty. It looked like it was going to uh, finally – um, cause Mason Graham, man, I, I, I'll say this, you know, this kid gets held as much on the interiors, as, as much as any defensive lineman I've seen mm-hmm. in Michigan history. And you're thinking, okay, finally a drive ender for Ohio state or something that's going to make it a little tougher. And then he gets called for a hold. What'd you mm-hmm. see on that play? Because uh, that one blew my mind.
1: Yeah, that was a questionable one. It probably should have been a no call either mm-hmm. way. Okay, It looked like normal run of the mill backside scoop. The, the center in Ohio, this was center, right guard or right guard and right tackle. We're running a backside scoop. So Graham was playing over the guard. I think it was the guard ballast. I can't remember. But mm-hmm. Graham's playing over the guard, and the guard's trying to go inside number on Graham up to the backside linebacker. And the right tackle's coming down to take over that block. And that's where the lockup happened. And, and some of those defensive linemen are coached to not let those, defensive or those offensive guards get off free to go to the linebacker. Well, I've seen some offensive uh, or defensive holdings over the years, and that was nowhere close Mm -mm. to qualifying as a defensive holding. The offensive guard got off the block and was able to go pursue a second-level block, as he should have been able to. For that to be called on Graham was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, if anything, if you had to throw a penalty, it, of course it would have been on Graham because of where the hands were of the opposing offensive lineman. Yeah. So it was a bad call. It should have been a no call in that in that moment. And there's certainly there were other calls that Ohio State probably could have earned a legit holding call, but they weren't called. So yeah. the officiating in that game, as far as what they did call was like, wow, a couple of these are questionable. And then the rest of it obviously was well-documented on the, on the telecast. And for those of you in the stadium, I'm sure you saw all the replays, uh, you know, the Roman Wilson touchdown catch. I can't believe that was contested. I can't believe that that one was so hotly debated. And of course the telecast guys, Joel Clyde on there immediately is like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure oh. that one, there. ballast is like, what, What are you talking about? The kid has possession. He he clearly crossed the goal line with possession of the ball. It doesn't matter what happens after that. He had possession, crossed it, touchdown. So that one was like, what are we even talking about here? This is a touchdown.
0: We're talking about a coping mechanism from a fan base who had its, you know, what was getting off because they had 15, 17 years of dominance here. And (laughs) it felt like it was their birthright, right, to beat Michigan. And now you've got three in a row and they don't know what to do with themselves. And you're watching these people. They are walking out like zombies yesterday. Uh, You know what? It was unbelievable. Uh, first of all, there was much less red in that stadium than there has been the last several years and several times that they've been there. Kudos to the Michigan fans because they were loud. Uh, they let Ohio State know about it uh, when they got into the stadium that, hey, we don't appreciate that your coach is such a sissy that he's sitting there and um, hiring a PI. I'm sorry, that's just me talking. This is These are just the, my views, not Doug Skeen's necessarily. Uh, but You know what? Uh, Ryan did kind of painted himself into a corner here scheme before this game because he basically said, "Okay, the last two times were basically about them stealing signs. Okay, that's frankly basically what he said. So he needed to win this game to in order to sell that to his fan base. And guess what? That blew up in his face. And it was two things. Number one, because Michigan had the better quarterback. I said that going in. Number two, I did not think that Kyle McCord was going to beat them. I thought he was going to make some mistakes. That's exactly what happened. You can't do that in this game.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what happened. I thought when the fourth when the fourth quarter started, we'll get to Coach Day in a second and the the mentality of the Buckeyes nowadays, but when the fourth quarter started, I turned to my 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 friends and family and I was like, I just got a feeling that this young quarterback from Ohio State is gonna try to do a little too much in just the wrong moment, and this is where we're gonna turn the game in our way. And that's ultimately what happened. I don't think mm-hmm. I was all that much of a, a a fortune teller there in that moment. It just felt like this kid Hasn't been there, hasn't done that, doesn't have some of the physical tools that previous outstanding Ohio State quarterbacks have had. Certainly had the tools of the end of his passes down the field with some of those receivers that play for Ohio State. Harrison Jr. obviously is an unbelievable player, but there just was a little too much pressure in that big moment, and obviously the game was sealed up. For Coach Day, you know, but three years ago, Ballas, it was the fluke. Uh, you know, oh, well, they got to us and and this is a one-time deal. The feeling from Ohio and the feeling amongst Ohio State fans was, well, you know, the law of averages had to catch up with you guys sooner or later. And, yeah. and obviously, Hutch and Ajabo in that game and what happened in that game and the physical nature of that game was just kind of a one-off. Like, they blew us off, right? And then last year we go down to Columbus and they sell out to stop the run of a dominating rushing Michigan football team, and we burned them the other way, and that was deemed as another fluke, right? That was a crushing loss because that was a blowout, right? We blew them off the field at the end of the game. We're running around planting our stake and our in our flag in the middle of their stadium and 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 really basking in the moment down there in Columbus. And then the stun really set in, and, and you know they've been sort of walking around in a numbness ever since. But this year, with the same higher levels of talent in a lot of places, that's arguments. I'm, I'm saying on behalf of Ohio mm-hmm. State fans, they really feel like they've got the superior roster in every way, shape, or form, except for maybe the quarterback. I've got some Ohio State friends who were objective about that, that they thought they thought JJ was better. But then it was right, all the hints about mm-hmm. what's been going on the last couple of years up there. And all the dismissive nature of what Michigan has done to Ohio state in the last two years. And you're absolutely right. Coach day was all in on this one. This was his chance and his staff and the program and the whole state of Ohio to, to sit up and say, well, now we've got you right mm-hmm. now. We're going to come in and do our thing. And yet again, they didn't, it doesn't mean they don't have a, a quality football team balance because they do. Mm You had a lot of really good players and a lot of really good coaches on that staff. But the what comes out of their mouths should probably be a lot less than what was coming out of their mouths coming into that football game. I know the young man from the defensive backfield there, Burke, had said he didn't see anything on film. Guarantee we're going to go win this game. History says you typically just don't say a word. You just shut up. And you go play and you let things fall where they are. And so they got a tuck tail and get on the bus and get their chicken sandwich and head back to Columbus yesterday afternoon. And being on the losing end of that must suck. I don't yeah. know because I never was on the losing end of an Ohio State game. And so <laughs> it's just, I can imagine the feeling, you know, in Columbus. You know, and we all know as fans and former yeah. players to watch our team lose for the better part of 15, 20 years, it was mm-hmm. horrible. And now it's like, well, Yeah, that the rivalry is definitely, you know, the needle was over here to Ohio for all those years, and now it has slung back over here to Michigan. Although that game was close, it still feels like, yeah, we're two or three steps ahead of you guys. No matter what five stars or how many five stars you have in your roster, we find a way to win. And no more important ballast and no more better example than Zinter goes down with a horrific leg injury, and the team takes a moment, takes a breath, We move our right tackle to right guard, bring in Trente Jones, and bam, we score on you in the next play. That moment, that series of events, I thought probably sucked the life out of a lot of people wearing the scarlet and gray.
0: Yeah, was that like five minutes of just skiing there? Our producer, Nick, it's like, uh, it's just the skiing show. You're, at, you're answering questions before I even get to ask them, man. I'm sorry. So that's I'm just messing with you. But uh, you talk about the numb Buckeyes, really literally numb nuts, you know, um, about this. And, and two years ago, don't forget, we had the flu. And you had the snow, you know. And everybody, oh, yeah. you're watching the forecast, and I'm watching the snow come <laughs> down today. And I'm like, you know, wouldn't it have been beautiful if it waited, like, right at the end of the game, it starts snowing a little bit, and yeah. then uh, I think, oh But I remember the parents were like, "These poor boys, you know, they were so sick they could barely stand up." I remember Aiden Hutchinson and David Ojaba. I remember two things about that, and had nothing to do with signs. Number one, they couldn't block those guys on the edge, and had nothing to do with signs. And then number two. Them running the ball on every play with the same play the way Wisconsin had done to Michigan maybe like uh, 10 years earlier, and they couldn't do a damn thing to stop. And guess what, Skeen, in the fourth quarter of this game today, I'm looking up with about eight minutes to go, and I said, wouldn't this be the perfect time here for this offensive line minus Zach Zinner, and God bless him, Um had a broken leg, it sounds like, in the in two places. I had that same injury, actually, in high school. He'll be fine, it sounds like, which is good news for him. Um, and I think he will tell you no regrets coming back. You know what? He got to play in three quarters of that game and got his third straight win over Ohio State. He's approaching Doug Skeen territory there. But the way that they controlled that clock at the end, and uh, granted, they didn't get the first down at the end of the game. However, there was only a minute to go. Uh, kudos to that offensive line. And Trentay Jones was moving people. Trenta. I'm not going to say that they were better without Zach Zinner or, you know, in no shape way, shape or form is this an indictment on him, but the way they stood up for their teammates and the way that Barnhart and Jones played on the right side, I thought was fantastic.
1: Well, Trente has been a dominant run blocker ever since he found his way into the starting lineup at Michigan two years ago. The only, the only shaky part of his game is, is the in the long passing down situations and, but, but, when I saw the move that they made, I thought Alhadi was going to become in mm-hmm. there right guard. And then they saw they moved, you know, coach Moore moved Barnhart down and Trente comes in. And I told my buddy sitting there, I said, running the football ain't going to be a problem with these guys. There'll be, there'll be little, if any, drop off. The only thing would be the familiarity between Nugent and Barnhart instead of Zach and, and Nugent together. You just get a feel that you sort of get in there, but there was no drop off. And so, you know, we were, we were six yards away, Ballas, from, some, from closing out that game with the ball in our hands and just taking the knee in the ultimate victory formation, which would have been the ultimate humiliation for Ohio. Mm-hmm. You know, they did get a chance there at the end, but we still made the big play. But I, that series of events, and again, the thing that came out in the end was the mental resiliency, the toughness, the grittiness of this Michigan football team with everything that's been thrown at them, everything that's been in their way. And the Michigan against everybody, you know, T-shirts that they're selling, it's all fine and dandy. But the reality is that that sideline and the guys that are out there playing have demonstrated a level of mental toughness that very few teams I've ever seen do, including any of the ones that I was ever on.
0: Yeah, because if you look at the media narrative and, you know, they were saying they shouldn't be in the playoff and their coach is going to be out for another year and this and that. Everything they threw at them and Sharon Moore, uh, kudos to this guy, uh, because, Mm wow, wow. What a job he has done keeping this team together. And, yeah, Jim Harbaugh was able to coach during the week skiing, but it's that guy on the sidelines that everybody's looking to here and saying, okay, guide us here, man. We need you uh, and did an outstanding job. Uh, the one thing he did wrong was call Michigan University and say thank you, Michigan University. Come on, come on, Jerome, <laughs> University of Michigan here. But, it was a big uh, moment, Ballas. It was I a big moment I know it was, and I'm just messing <laughs> with him. Uh, that's my guy, man. I love Jerome more. I think that he will. <laughs> He could eventually be the head coach here someday yeah. at Michigan. Um, yeah. That's how much I think of him. And yeah. that's not just me getting caught up in a Steve Fisher type of moment here from basketball and saying, OK, he let him do a, a national title. But uh, but the way that he kept his cool and the way that he led these guys, um, this guy uh, is something else. And I know that there's been some talk, actually, that Jim Harbaugh has said many times, you know, this guy should be my successor. Or you know he's ready to be a head coach. I think he's proving himself as one of the up and coming head coaches, young coaches in the country. If he hadn't before this,
1: no, so there's no question about this, Ballas. And and if the reality that Coach Harbaugh wasn't there for the Penn State and then Maryland and now the Ohio State game, it still it takes a big it takes a big character and a guy to stand on there in, the, in that sideline and lead the team. You know, you get you get to do the pregame uh talk to the team, you get to lead your coach and your fellow coaches, and you get thrust into a leadership position. Some people don't handle it well. Some people kind of melt and the moment gets too big for them And I felt the way he called the game yesterday and him and the rest of the offensive coaching staff, the way they went in there was total aggressiveness. The fourth down play, the little flick pass out to the mm. tight end of the right, was a ballsy call mm. in that moment. And then they brought back the old Ohio State special which is the toss to the to the to the running back uh, this was a toss yes. uh you know the sweet play action toss it over their heads to the tight end they apparently they forgot about that one in Columbus from a year ago and you got a kid like Edwards who can throw the football is better better than some a lot of college quarterbacks in America also. kids that talented and so yeah the overall aggression that the coaching staff took with with coach Moore's leadership this guy's well on his way to become a can, yeah. becoming a candidate for a lot of head coaching positions, and Michigan maybe someday, yep. and God knows God knows what, Ballas, maybe sooner than later. We don't right. know.
0: We don't know, especially if Jim Harbaugh were to explore the NFL again. You know, a lot of people are talking about that scheme and saying, hey, this guy, nobody in the NFL is going to touch him. I don't think that's the case. I think he's still at the top of his game, and what he has done at Michigan now disproving this idiotic narrative that they only did it because they were cheating. I haven't heard a whole lot of that after this one Skeen. So we'll talk about that in a second, but first I want to talk about game time here. Um, game time is the place to get your last minute tickets. Uh, I did it down in Austin, Texas. I've told you this story many times Skeen, about how I went down there, wanted to see a Texas football game when I was down there for a wedding. Boom. Uh, these guys were fantastic. I got a great deal. Uh, it's guaranteed best deal. Uh, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. It was not for me. The two times I've used them and I will use them plenty more times. I have recommended it to my family and friends. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets. Their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you will have. Um, like I said, uh, I, I got on there and boom, I used the code Wolverine for $20 off my first purchase got it and you know what it wasn't that much over face value at that point now that's not going to be the case for some of the big games this last ticket i had so many people asking me for tickets uh, that i couldn't fulfill all the requests and said hey go to game time a lot of people got them through game time so thank you for that game time but they have flash deals last minute tickets easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area they have images of the seat views that are absolutely accurate Uh, when i get my lions tickets it really helped me figure out which ones to get they've got the lowest price guarantee an event cancellation protection uh, policy and job loss protection. So, uh, forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. It means you'll always get the best price with the g- Game Time guarantee. If you find tickets in the same section and roll for less, Game Time will credit you one hundred percent, ten percent of the difference. So, uh, download the Game Time app, create an account, use Wolverine for twenty dollars off your first purchase. That's Game Time app. Wolverine. For $20 off your first purchase, last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So thank you to game time again. So, And again, of course, Louis Vuitton um, for uh, for man bags, for your Buckeye friends for Christmas, uh, for everybody. It reminds me of that Seinfeld episode. I don't know if you ever watched Seinfeld back in the day. But, uh, but I love Roman Wilson, man. And I remember two years ago when some kid ripped off his helmet in the end zone because he was blocking him to the whistle. Uh, this is not the biggest kid out there. And he acknowledged. He goes, I don't say I'm the toughest guy. He goes, but I know toughness when I see it. I did not see it from those Buckeyes on Saturday. Now, give them credit uh, for the fight, and I thought uh, there were a couple drives there. Their offensive line came up and played well, but Michigan oh, yeah. really adjusted well. But the hits in games like this, you can tell usually in this game who the tougher team is. The Michigan defensive backs, some of the licks Mike St. and uh, Quentin mm-hmm. Johnson put on these guys, mm-hmm. fantastic. They were feeling today, weren't they?
1: Yeah, this man football being played it out was. there, Dallas, and uh, the one hit coming up on Henderson out of the backfield. Was a re- that was a thud, boy? That one went right through the sternum, out the back side of his uh, shoulder pads. There, it's a tough game, and th- but that's not unusual. Of yesterday, most of the time, these games are very, very physical in nature. Without the eye gouging of an MSU game, mm-hmm. uh, from my own experience, there's, there's there's a different feel out there in the Ohio State Michigan game than there is the Michigan Michigan State game or other games, and that you just want to drive your nose, as we as we just talked about. Right through the chest and out the backside of that opponent in a in a clean, solid football ma- manner, and that and let the world know that we're here to play. And there was a lot of it going on yesterday, Ballas. And but some of the bigger plays, obviously, Michigan made those plays and those moments and some of the big licks felt felt like they were coming down from the from the maize and blue toward Ohio State, which is always fun to watch. So the physical nature had never ended right right up to the end. And so, again, I go back to the grittiness and the toughness of this football team. It doesn't seem that anything phases these guys. They just have a toughness from the sideline. They play together. They celebrate together more than I've seen maybe since I was there. And you can tell they really, really enjoy each other's time and company. I read afterwards where Zinter's mom was talking that the the team was FaceTiming uh, Zinter before he went into surgery. And it means a lot to them. So they're to all the guys in the team, and you can just you can just feel it. I can just see it. You know, having been there and done that on the teams we played on many, many years ago, you can tell when they're together and they're galvanized. And this this football team absolutely has that.
0: Yeah. Trevor Keegan started blowing some guys off the ball too. And on the Blake Coram touchdown run, he threw that block. And you can see it was the first play after Zinner went down, and Keegan gets out there and springs Blake Coram for a huge answer touchdown, a 22-yarder. This was right after Ohio State marched the field, and then we had the, the negative Nancys on the message board saying, so that's it, ball game. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. It's 17-17 <laughs> to 17 in the third quarter, Nancy. Okay, let's uh, let's explore our role here because this team, if anything, has proven that it can answer and that it has got the toughness no. here. And sure enough, uh, but I loved seeing that from Keegan. Uh, I felt you, I felt your pain. Uh, when I saw the replay of the Zinter play, because that's kind of something similar, but it was your knee, right, with Chester? Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, so, so I saw. I, they, they flashed a Zinter on the television hmm. broadcast, laying there, and, and the angle of the camera, maybe it was the sky cam, and it, and I looked down the left leg, and I'm like, that doesn't look like the straight leg, and I think his foot was sort of mm-hmm. hanging over there. And I just thought to myself for a moment, because I know he's wearing the knee braces. I just thought, God, let it be a broken leg yeah. and not a ripped knee. Yeah. And then when I read later that it was a broken leg, I was like, yes, if there is a, if there is something to celebrate in that moment, because yeah. that's he's going to come back from a broken leg and he's going to play a long time in the NFL. A shredded knee. It's a different story, much, much longer road to recovery. So if there is a silver lining that we lost one of our top offensive linemen, the kid's going to play a lot of football again in the future, and he's going to be all right. So I I did not see the gruesome angle of the replay. I I understand it's out there, but having been there, done that myself, I do get a little sweaty when I see those kinds of things because they are gross. I know the feeling. But it looked like one of the Ohio State defensive linemen just fell on him at the wrong moment, the wrong wrong second, at the wrong angle, and just snapped his leg in half. Ew. But uh, he's going to be all right. And the team responded, Ballas. Yeah. The team, like, like I said, the, the look on the eyes when they came back from the television commercial break there, and you could see his fellow mates that were looking at him, and it was just sort of like, okay, we love you. You went down. We mm-hmm. got you. We got this. Here we go. Yeah. And it's, a lot of teams can't do that. Mm-mm.
0: They can't. No, and it helps to have that depth on the offensive line. Remember Brady Hoke's first team that went to the Sugar Bowl? And you're like, if any one of these five guys gets yeah. hurt, they are screwed. And uh, it was David Mulk, and David Mulk yeah. went back in there and played on one leg in that game. Uh, <laughs> God bless him and helped lead them to victory because his backup couldn't get the job done. He's like, all right, forget it, you know tape it up. Like John Jansen used to put a piece of PVC pipe on the back <laughs> of his leg when he was in the pros and tape it so that he'd have this makeshift bone. Mm-hmm. That was when I was like, okay, this guy is mm-hmm. right up there with the all-time greats in my mm-hmm. book. And uh, boy, does he do a great job as an analyst too. He and Karsh told a fan. John game. John lived it, right? He understands he it. He's
1: got yeah. the grit. He's got the experience. He's was clearly one of the best to ever play at Michigan and, you know, probably a borderline hall of famer himself yeah. from the NFL and, His career got cut short by some nasty injuries, but, you know, I enjoy just talking to him or listening to him because he, like so many other guys, lived it. They did that at the high level, so you you just know. You just feel it. Yeah.
0: And we that say they cut, understand it. Yeah, we say cut short. I think he played 11, 12 years in the NFL. Yeah, and he had and it could have been longer. Him. Exactly. Right. Um, and instead, here he is, uh, one of the voices of Michigan football. And man, was that fun to listen to when I was in there, nervous and peeing on fourth downs in the, uh, <laughs> in, the in the in the press box. In the, in Ellis, we gotta stadium. we gotta get you past that. What's man? wrong with me? You, you just know gotta what?
1: take the breath. It's like you know, it's like that tough hundred and forty nine yard eight iron. You know, nobody ever nobody
0: ever accused me of being mentally tough on the golf just course. Just take or anywhere the breath. Else.
1: You got to just stand in there and deal with reality. Yeah, you've and I, but I get it right. Yeah, I mean, you've I,
0: seen enough of me to know that that's just not happening. <laughs> so, um, they,
1: so Ohio State gets the ball late, and they got all that talent, and they make the two big throws to begin with, and I was like, "Oh boy, here we go." Yeah. And I thought if you if you watch the Alabama Auburn game ending, I thought hmm. that could have happened. Right in our game because of the talent that Ohio state has out in the edge of their offense. And although the quarterback is not Troy Smith and he's not Justin Fields and some of the other greats that Ohio state has had, the kid clearly has got a good enough arm. And he could have made that throw, but we made one more play Ballas.
0: And part of it was Jalen Harrell getting there yep. and uh, you know what, putting a little pressure on him. Karsh made a great call uh, as I was in the bathroom listening. And he said uh, he's hit when he throws. And then it was our guy. We had yep. a but you know what? getting pressure, and they they all thought Ohio State had done a better job than Michigan. I thought J.J. was under duress at times. It uh, was. The, the passing game had to be a shorter passing game yep. because he just didn't have as much time to throw. However, yep. when it mattered, Jalen Harrell comes up and makes the huge play, gets, gets to the quarterback. He pulled an Aiden Hutchinson, got through one of those big boys, and gets a hand on the quarterback. And then Rod Moore, man, got to love it.
1: Well, Rod Moore made the big play. Good good for Rod, and he's you know he's been back there battling and yeah. you know, went through some injury early in the season, so obviously that's a memory for the rest of his life that he'll get to cherish, and we'll see that replay for the rest of our lives, and he gets to be a part of that. But the, I believe it was an end tackle twist. Mm-hmm. Harold came around the inside. The offensive guard, the left guard from Ohio State, was waiting on him. They had the pass off, but he beat the guard anyway to yeah. get to the pressure, causing the quarterback to throw off his back foot. The nose of the ball kind of fluttered. It never really had the zip that it needed, and, and Rod made the play. And yeah. and so, and that was the devastating end. It was over, and, and then the party started, and everybody relieved, and across you could just feel collectively Michigan across the world raising the hands in victory and feeling good about it. And certainly we did that here at the house, and it was fun to watch the stadium erupt and that kind of stuff too. I wish you would have been there watching Bows instead of being in the bathroom. <laughs> I
0: got back for that one. <laughs> like, no, I actually didn't. Wait, I,
1: I, actually, I thought there was no cheering in the press box. I thought that was – cool.
0: That's why I go to the bathroom and just call number two there. <laughs> <laughs> not really. That's not really what happens. But, uh, but what a great play. And, Rod Moore, hey, here's to defensive backs with hands because this kid has made so many of those plays where, you know, in safeties in the past – and I'll go back to Josh Metellus here, a little PTSD. I think it was 2017 – Uh, When he drops the ball there at the goal line, and uh, but Rod Moore, when he's got an opportunity to make a play, this guy's making plays and picking off passes, and that was not an easy pick. You know, that's one of those where you can let that thing slip through your arms, and then and the ball's hitting the ground, and then you're doing this review. And on top of that, they got to stop the celebration stuff, man. And I, I, I don't be don't say this is old guy, you know, yelling at clouds here. This is guy saying if that gets overturned. Just like the Penn State game, you got 15 more yards here, and then you're within mm-hmm. 15 yards of the end zone. So, however, it didn't yeah. happen, and, and kudos to Rod Moore with those hands.
1: Well, I think I think that uh, Coach Harbaugh and his staff can use the moment to teach for the next one. So, coming up, we have got an opportunity to get a trophy here Saturday night. It's a trophy game. It's a big trophy game. You get to hang your name and your picture of your team in the in the building for the rest of your lives. And so, when that moment comes, fellas keep your helmets on, get to the sideline. We'll celebrate together. When the game is over, then we'll go out and we'll have a party on the field together. Mm-hmm. And so, but, you know, the, the moment there was was quite large and, and you know, I, mm-hmm. I can't blame the guys for doing what they did, but you, you're right, Ballas. This yeah. is what coaching staffs work on, the discipline all the way to staying within yourself, in those big
0: moments, yeah, and I love the turnover buffs thing that they do on the sidelines, and that's fine with me. You know what <laughs> was more
1: wearing those glasses in the press? Yeah, damn right afterwards. he
0: was, and you know who else was? Was Charles Woodson in the picture? <laughs> was that uh,
1: Woodson? That was, was he wearing them in the pregame because he, he was wearing them in the pregame? And I was like, man, is Woodson wearing? The
0: I don't know if he was. Glasses? I don't know if he was using him in the pregame, but I know that he was there in the picture <laughs> afterwards, and he had beard, and everybody's around him, so Rod Moore let him use him. But you know what he uh, said? Uh, one thing he said that he was there for the pregame speech from Mikey Saner still. And he said, man, I'm a believer in this guy. I'm going to miss oh, that kid so much. What hey, a football player and what a Wolverine player, captain to go from receiver to one of the better defensive backs in the Big Ten, if not college football. And yeah. he is one of the reasons that this team has become what it's yes. become. And let me say one more thing real quick. I'm going to tell you, because you and I have talked about this. Remember when we said... Michigan doesn't have the guys that have won this game and feel like they are going to win this game because it's been years and years and years that you know maybe it's going to take a one off. Uh, That's not the case anymore. And as as Sharone Moore said in the pregame, he said our guys went out there and expected to win, and you can kind of feel that, and that matters.
1: Oh, it matters big time. Mm -hmm. You know, when you when you've seen people do it. You watch and this. This goes back to January and all the cliches. You 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 know you, you hear from Michigan and Ohio State when they were winning the game too. The expectation starts the day after the game ends. So today, Michigan's team that the the guys that know they're going to be back playing next year, they're expecting to go to Columbus and win. When you've never done that, you don't know how to do it. You've never felt it. You've never watched it be done. Even if you were a freshman, you've never seen it done. And and for Michigan's case for gosh the better part of 15 years you never grew up even seeing it on television you have no idea what this looks like to stand up and make it happen three years ago was a big big deal by hutch and ajabo and cade mcnamara and all those guys on that team they made it happen and then you start the snowball rolling and then the next year comes along and then all the same excuses well you can't possibly win in columbus well Man, there might be some truth to that because I've never seen it done mm-hmm. You know, as a young player on the team a year ago that no one had seen it done. It had been 20-something years since we won in Columbus, and yet they went down there and did it. And now the excuses for this year's team and, and why they shouldn't have won yesterday, that's out the window, too. So the expectation is built going forward for next year's team that, yes, we expect to win the game. It's right. not going to be a surprise. Those days are now over. We have a set of expectations that the previous guys that wore the uniform established for us, and we're going to hold those expectations. Yeah, and it's as simple as that.
0: It is twelve and zero, which everybody in on the Wolverine staff predicted in the Wolverine preview, except for this idiot right here. Uh, not, I'm not. And for you, radio people, it's not Doug Skeen; it's me. I picked it 11-1 with a loss to at Penn State, uh, and they went up there and took care, care, care of business too. And part of the reason I did that, Skeen, is because it's so hard. I don't think people understand the unprecedented level of success that we have seen here. I think it goes back to 1901, the fielding Yost point of minute teams here to accomplish what those guys did. Um, And, you know, they aren't playing, you know, what the teacher's college of Albion here, these guys, uh, what they have accomplished in these three years is special and credit to them.
1: Well, and and it goes even beyond that. So there was a stat that was put up yesterday about the, you know, the quarterbacks that have beaten Ohio State and won Big Ten champions. And my quarterback, Elvis Gerbach, was listening uh-huh. on the television there, and I told everybody in the room, this team's different because, yes, we won outright Big Ten championships in 88 and 89, then we tied for the Big Ten championship in 90, and then we won it outright in 91 and 92. What this team is on the verge of doing, is undefeated in those two Big Ten championship runs, and they're about to do it a third time, a three straight outright Big Ten championships in a row, and then on to chase the big, big trophy. We didn't do that. Our, our teams, you know, were damn good, Ballas, as you know and remember. But these guys are different. They're at a different level and they're playing together like we did, but they've executed a few more plays in the biggest moments that we unfortunately didn't do. And so my hat's off, and I know all the Michigan football alumni family is hats off to these guys. It's a special group led by guys like Sandra Still, who are will go down and already cemented yeah. as Michigan football all-time greats. No matter what I mean, official awards he gets or doesn't get, we will always remember guys like him because of the difference that they made in the biggest of moments.
0: And a winner uh, in every sense of the word. One of the uh, best young men I have ever covered. And I can say that about so many guys on this team. Uh, Just great kids from great families. And Jim Harbaugh talks about that all the time. So uh, just a lot of fun to watch skiing. And uh, it's funny because the one loss that they had in the last three years was that controversial loss at Michigan State. And you know who the crew was (laughs) that did that game? It was yesterday's crew. So when I saw Snodgrass (laughs) on there, okay, I'm sure it's just a coincidence but I'm like, Oh God, you know what? It's, it's snod and, uh, well, and his crew. So when they, but when they didn't overturn the, the Roman Wilson one, I'm like, all right, well, uh, you know, that's what,
1: that was going to be the difference yes. right? for me as if they were going to overturn that, yeah. then they would have needed a police body escort to get out of that stadium. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought there's no way they're going to do this, but you know what? It's Michigan. And yeah, this has kind of happened to us, but it didn't.
0: Yeah, I had some uh, clown Buckeye fan tweet at me, I guess. Somebody sent it to me saying the blood from these young Ohio State players is on your hands because of the hatred that you've built up for these guys saying that Ryan Dame uh, hired a private investigator. First of all, that's Michigan that believes that. I'm the messenger here and I've seen documents and stuff like that. So I can understand completely where they're coming from. But, uh, yeah, it's you know what I what I told. The people on my message board and, and everywhere else, Michigan fans are not like Ohio State fans. They're not going to come up here and have grandmas throwing full beer cans at people and stuff like that. These guys were going to be fine and uh and everything else and uh, and they left. They get their chicken sandwiches and they got a few waves goodbye, including from Jesse Minter, Michigan's defensive coordinator. Uh, and I give Michigan credit for the restraint and for Sharon Moore going up to to go to a shake. Ryan Day's hand. I don't know that I would have been able to do that given you all have these... to, yeah, you have to, Yeah, I know you, you do. But you have to demonstrate fast,
1: there's a lot of young guys look watching. There's a lot yep. of high school kids watching. There's a lot of little boys and girls watching this game. You have to maintain a level of class and dignity in these moments. You have
0: to. Yeah. And and he did and credit him for that. And Sharon Moore, it's like you said, after the Penn state game, his emotion got the best of him. His mom uh, grounded him and washed his (laughs) mouth out with soap and she was up this week. And uh, he said that was the biggest thing he was preparing for was to get yelled at a little bit more by his mother. So, but uh, what a fantastic job. These guys did and and rallying without their head coach. I don't think people understand either. And we'll finish up here, but how tough Mm -hmm. it is, man. When you've got now the offensive line coach and coordinators, the guy calling the plays, and now he's also the head coach of this team, that changes everything. Every dynamic. Well, it,
1: it, it puts a lot of stress on him it puts a lot of stress on his unit, the offensive line unit, because you know the head coach now, their offensive line coach is dealing with head coach responsibilities. So the leaders within the offensive line group have to do more, have to carry more of the load and, and and make sure the coach more knows that he doesn't have to, you know, be as, as concise with that group, because the guys in the room have it under control yeah. and they clearly did that. And they're going to continue to do that. So again, the resiliency and the mental toughness, and the focus of this football program, obviously a lot of credit to Jim Harbaugh and his coaching staff for being able to keep it, but also ultimately the guys wearing the helmets because that's where the, where it matters most. And they're just keep executing ballots. It's an incredible thing to see.
0: Yeah. Last thing, it sounds like Big Ten Commissioner Tony Petiti was not at the game and uh, he was scheduled to be. So it does not surprise me in the least. It'll be interesting to see what happens if he has to hand Jim Harbaugh the Big Ten Championship trophy next week in uh, in Indianapolis. And let's talk about Iowa real quick. Uh, this is a tough defensive football team. Offensively, uh, I somehow they got the 10 wins with this offense, which is just absolutely abysmal. It's going to be tough for them to score more than 10 points against Michigan. However, this is a team that's going to bring it physically.
1: Yeah, Ballas, they got, they got the 10 wins because they have an outstanding defense. Right. And that's not the first time we ever said there's been Michigan teams over in the the last, not in the last 10 years, but we've had really good defenses. But historically, we've won Big Ten championships over the years with Michigan, with a team that gives up very, very few points because all you need to score is 14 or 17 and you win. Right.
0: right. And
1: so that's what Iowa's been able to do this year. Now that can the Iowa defense contain the Michigan offense for four quarters? I doubt it, but this is going to be a tall challenge for Michigan. And I hope that people think, oh, it's just Iowa they don't have much of an offense we're going to we're going to roll them i don't think that's the case i think we're going to win the football game but i don't think it's going to be easy because they got a legit tough defense and that's not surprising from iowa at all
0: no, they, it isn't, and I would imagine they'll throw to the tight end a few times and come out with some things and maybe move the ball a little bit, and then people are going to panic on the message boards and we we'll are have to calm them down and say, hey, look, you know what? Uh, this is how football works, and uh, you're going to have some ebbs and flows. So, But uh, Big Ten East champions, I don't think they're going to be hanging any banners for that. Uh, I don't want any T-shirts, Ballas. It I already, Big Ten I already East. sent it uh, a 2X because you're looking pretty good <laughs> even after Thanksgiving, my friend. So uh, getting on that Peloton. And I saw you on the golf course uh, putting in the work. So, um, but that Big Ten East champion uh, shirt will be your, coming your way along with your Louis Vuitton man purse. Uh, at the compliments of Roman Wilson here. So, he's Doug Skeen, Michigan's five-time Big Ten champion. Skeen, appreciate you as always. Can't wait to do this again next week and talk about, hopefully, Michigan's Big Ten championship and look ahead to, frankly, what to me is gravy, man, with the playoff. I understand you want to win it all, man, but if you go undefeated and win the Big Ten, whatever happens after that, to me, it's a great year.
1: Well, it's a great year, and but this team has clearly outlined they want more. And mm-hmm. so that is the expectation. I am with the guys in this team. We want more. you got to get to that national championship game and make yeah. a run at it.
0: And there you have it. He's Doug Skeen. Thanks again, folks. We will see you next week. And thanks again to Doug Skeen. Go Blue. 18 plus.